Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeon Drunks. Distinguished adventurers, welcome! To Dungeon Drunks. I'm your DM Lauren. You might know me as Oboe Crazy. I am your humble DM for this crew of Dungeon Drunks and special guest here at DD Live. Look at <laughs> us, we're all in the same room. Woo-hoo! This is amazing. For those of you who've never listened to our podcast, don't worry. We're gonna be a one-shot. For those of you who have listened to our podcast, don't worry. It's gonna work out. But let's introduce everybody and see where they're from. Let's let's start at the other end of the table. Who are you and where are you from and what are you playing? Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Joe Tree. Um, I am the um, and producer for How We Roll podcast. And today I'll be playing Dennis Candle, like the keep. He's a level 11 redemption paladin. Ooh. Good people of Faerun. My name's Jack Edithil. Today I'll be playing from Dungeon Drunks, Travancore, a half-elf beastmaster ranger. Hello. I'm Lisa Lee. I will be playing a Fleury Tenebros. She is a druid cleric of the shepherd variety. Uh, she is an Eldrin. Hi, I'm John Selleck from the Dungeon Drunks podcast. I'll be playing your half-orc barbarian uh, slash fighter, Carlton Tanks. Uh, hi, I'm Jonathan, and I play Jonathan the Magimuscular, and as well as Bucks the Faithful Owl Familiar, and uh, I play a uh, evocation wizard. Human. Excellent. Well... Let's start with Dennis and Flurry. Two of you were expecting hell to suck. I mean, it's hell. That's what happens when you go to Avernus. It's hot. They're demons. They're devils. But you did what you needed to do. And so despite the fact that you're on the run, it feels good. It's, it's kind of nice. You've had to hide out a couple places and avoid some of the the really nasty creatures that are after you, but you think you found a little nook of relative safety to be able to hole up for a little while, maybe get a few hours of sleep, try to figure out what you want to do next. Go ahead and describe as you've had a moment to like sit and collect yourselves, what are you doing and, and what do you look like? So Dennis, when you first see him, he is huge. Easily seven foot, body of a god in shining silver armor. He is the chosen of the god of knowledge. However, his face and head do not match his body. His head is tiny. He has a black comb over, tiny little glasses that really suit an accountant or a bar- or maybe like a librarian. And he's sweating and he looks seriously uncomfortable. So he's sat down in this huge armor and is like, well. That was really, really awful. How, how are we going to get out of here? Um, have you got any water? Uh, I, I can, I, I can, I can create some again. I, I don't have a flask or a bucket. Um, you see, Flurry Tenebros, and she is an Eldrin. She is, she's got long, very pale white hair with like splashes and watercolor streaks of, of light azure in it. She's got violet eyes. She's got kind of gray and ombre blue silks that are kind of incongruous with, with the place that we're in, but she's got leathers on, so leathers on that have symbols of deities and oaks and berries and things uh, in green kind of wrapped around them. And she's uh, lithe and willowy for her build. And she's just taking it all in kind of like a field trip. 
it's kind of everything is amazing and everything is very, very interesting to her. A lot of um, it's on fire. A lot of it's on fire, which is very, very interesting to her. Um, I, I, I'll make some good berries in here and hand, hand you a couple good berries. Oh, they're should... lovely. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, I think the brimstone, though, I think I might be allergic to brimstone. It, it definitely has a, a uh, yeah, not not the nicest smell. It's no. definitely not like candle no, but keep, it is no. Amazing. Are, are you okay? Can you? I'll, I'll be fine. Don't worry about me. We just need to get out of here. I'm going to peek over the edge. What do I see? So the place that you're at, you found this relatively safe place where there seems to be this wreckage of a couple of large what look like giant vehicles. They're obviously smashed to bits. Uh, it looked almost like five or six of them all collided and it's this twist of metal and gears and stuff that you don't even really understand. But it's built up this little shelter and you've crawled into this nook and so you kind of peek out. You've made a little space for yourself. You've had a chance to relax and take a, a little bit of a rest. And you peek out and everything seems to be okay. And you both take a moment and kind of think about what has happened over the last like day or two in this awful place. And I'm sure you, you take a moment to maybe pray a little bit, kind of thank your God. There's this weird moment when you do that and where both of you here as you, you're peeking out behind you, and you look back and why don't you describe as you come to consciousness, what the three of you look like? Well, uh, Jonathan the Magimuscular is kind of lying on the ground. He is a, uh, he's a, Largish, uh, brown-skinned, bald man, and uh, he's in a bunch of robes. And uh, as he sits up with a start, he's like Jonathan the Magimuscular, bucks. And as you you also see a, a small uh, pygmy owl, like sit up, almost mirroring his uh, his behavior, like just also sitting up. He's like, okay, bucks. Uh, Travancore, where Travancore? Carlton, where are you? As Travancore hears Jonathan's voice, uh, Travancore can be described as a five foot four half elf with a slight athletic build, has a kind of wild, dark, 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 dark brown hair. It's not black. It's dark, 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 dark brown. It is very dark. I probably should just use the very. He is uh, wearing a green tunic and has his quiver of arrows as always. He's growing a beard and it's going okay so far, but there's a little bit of gray in there and it's bothering Travancore a little bit. And uh, Travancore looks over and looks around for his uh, animal companion, Shadow, who is a black bear who believes he can summon fire. Oh, there's Shadow. Hey, Shadow. Jonathan, I'm over here, guy. All right. Uh, did you see Carlton? Uh, Jonathan the Magimuscular is a little worried. Also, Mage Armor. As he quickly casts Mage Armor on himself, realizing that his Mage Armor that he had on earlier was gone. You just see in a pile of dust, face down in the dirt. Ow. <laughs> Uh, and then before you, uh, Carlton kind of rests, uh, pulls up his ironwood longsword. It's a longsword made of, like, jet black wood. You see lightning cackling through it. And he props himself up, and you see this, like, seven-foot-tall half-orc who's a little bit on the pudgier side. But he just uses that to kind of cushion all the muscles, is what he tells himself. Uh, and then he's also got his, like, really nice shield with a, uh, a direwolf with uh, piercing blue eyes painted on it. And so just as you are having this moment of looking around, you hear this noise of these three random strangers just showing up behind you. I go right for the animals. I just completely ignore the people. I'm like, oh, in, in Speech of the Woods, I'm like, oh, hi. Hi, how are you? are adorable. No, no wait, they might be demons. They're tricksy. Uh, for, no, I think friends. friends? Oh, 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 you hear the, the, if you're speaking to the owl, you hear, 
Oh, oh yes, yes, we're, we're quite friendly, but I don't, 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 don't know where we are. Oh, oh, who are you? Oh, you can talk to me. Yeah, yes, hi. What does Shadow say? It's always nice to travel and see new people and meet new people, but I am afraid that we are in a place that is very, very, very bad. Y- yes, I, 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 I think so. I think so, but it's, but it's kind of amazing, right? All you see around you when she says that is twisted metal. There's stuff on fire. It smells of death and decay. And you're pretty sure you hear screaming in the distance. No. Wait, where's Bernie? I didn't see Bernie. Did Did anybody see Bernie? 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 You do not see your cleric. Coco suit. Can I do a perception or investigation to see if they made it over here with us? Uh, Do a perception roll. That's going to be, after modifiers... A 17. You don't see her or her dog anywhere, but now that you're kind of clearing the cobwebs out of your mind as you've woken up in this strange place, you remember the last thing you saw, which was as you were all being sucked through this portal, an image of your cleric cradling this ball of light and having this like serene look on her face as for a moment it looked like Tiamat was reaching out to grab all of you and then suddenly it shifted and then everything went black. And now you're here. Okay, so our cleric went and killed Tiamat. That's yeah, good. Yeah. All right. Well, good for her. Good for her. That's great. Uh, Jonathan the Medmuscular does not yet know plane shifts, so I don't think I can get us home yet. Wait, but we don't belong here. Could you banish us? Also, Jonathan, you know you could not get home that way, so you'd be stuck here. Um, I, yes, I could banish someone else, so let hold on. We will use that as an escape pod. Jonathan the Magimuscular doesn't actually know what an escape pod is, but it sounds like it would be appropriate to this situation. And he goes to Bucks and like, Bucks, listen, we got to get out of here, buddy. Uh, why don't you fly up? Uh, be careful. I don't know what's up there. And uh, have a look around. And as Bucks flies up, Jonathan the Magimuscular, his eyes go white as uh, he starts to see through Bucks. All right. It's going to take Bucks a moment to kind of weave his way out of this wreckage and fly up. What are the rest of you... I mean, these strangers have just shown up in your in your safe place. So seeing his companion jumping over, Dennis kind of pushes himself up. And at first you just see this sort of tiny little accountant head, then followed by the, sort of <laughs> the huge <laughs> body coming. Um, I'm guessing you're not members of the Legions of Hell, am I right in saying that? No, we're the Heralds of Greenest. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, lovely to meet you. Dennis Candle, Light the Keep. We're here on a... Uh, well, we're here anyway, and uh, it's lovely to meet you. Um... Yeah. Do you um, want to get out of here? We would. We would love that. that. Would All right, then we're on the same lovely. page. Yeah. Because uh, it's a little too. Uh, it's a little too warm for me down here. We've we've been searching for an exit for a while. We haven't found anything as yet that may help. But it, if you look like a magic gentleman, um, if you could just plane shift us out of here, we can we can get on with our journey. That would be perfect. Jonathan the Magic Muscular has not yet attained the magic muscles needed to cast plane shift. So sorry. Also, I can't actually see you. Oh, wait, there you are. And uh, Bucks looks down and see, sees this. Oh, my. Uh, and sees, like, you compared to Carlton. And you've got, like, a little <laughs> bit on him. And it's like, oh, okay, wow. Uh, Bucks, why don't, you, uh, why don't you introduce yourself to, uh, to, to Dennis here? And, uh, and uh, you see a tiny owl land on your shoulder. Oh, uh, hello. You are a feisty little thing. I'm, uh, and he tries to shake the owl's hand. I'm Dennis Candle. Um, as soon as you offer, his wing goes. <laughs> oh my, you are a funny, you, you are incredible. And he gets really, you can see he's sort of exploding with excitement. <laughs> this is just, this is just, 
Well, it's not hell, I tell you that for sure. <laughs> Jonathan the Magimuscular knows that Bucks always gets the love. Yeah, that's fine. He's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> he then will fly back out, and I would love for him to roll that perception check for the looking around that you'd like. And let's see, he's going to do this at advantage because he has keen sight, and that is going to be an 18. Excellent. Bucks wings his way around, taking in the view of Avernus. And, oh, it's bad. It's super bad. Everything is dead and decaying and dying and it's red and black and there's juts of this weird obsidian rock and he's pretty sure in the distance he sees something that he really wishes he hadn't seen. However, what he does see, maybe about a two or three minute walk away, away from this pile of wreckage where you are, it looks like whatever was in this pile of wreckage Someone or someone's must have escaped because there is some footprints leading away kind of down over a rise. And then in a little bit of a, a gully, he sees bodies, but he also sees a couple of creatures. He sees what looks like, and you are familiar with what a flame skull is, but he sees a flame skull. You've encountered these before. And these giant hornets, and they seem to be looking around over these bodies and picking stuff off of them. Oh, well, that's... Oh. Um. And you hear a lot of screaming in the distance. And Bucks, like, as you hear this screaming, there's this moment where Bucks looks back over where the screaming goes and goes, oh, no, no, that's not... Nope, never mind. We're going to look over there. And he just, like, <laughs> directs your vision Bucks, down. Bucks, where are you going? Oh, okay. All right, we're looking at this now. Got it. Okay. So... Jonathan the Magimuscular starts relaying all that. You know, his milk, his eyes are like milky and a little uh, iridescent. And he's like, yeah, Buck sees some horrible shit over that way. So he's he's facing this way very deliberately now. And uh, he's telling Jonathan the Magimuscular that uh, looks like there are is a flame skull that suck. And he's also these hornets that I don't think I've seen before, but they also look like they suck. Uh, has he seen the highway out of here? Uh, he has not seen the highway out of hell. Okay. Well, that... Sounds horrible. Um, uh, well, first things first, let's just take care of everyone here. And I'm going to cast Goodberry at third level. Ooh. Oh. Which, with my shepherd in life, will give us five point Goodberries. And I'll pass them out. Okay. And then, oh, I'm going to, um, silly me, and I'm going to rub a white strip of cloth on my, on my pouch. And you'll see little kind of like snowflakes sort of like shimmer arcanely in my hair and disappear. And all of you now have aid for eight hours. Ooh. Nice. Nice. That should do it, I think. Uh, oh, that, that Jonathan the Magic Muscular. Can I give it to the that. bear too? I don't if know. We, if <laughs> then everyone gets it. Yay! Just, do, do you take scratches? If you take scratches, going to Shadow is amenable to scratches. Travancore says. Uh, as Bucks is flying on down to get his good berry, he does see one more thing as this crew is picking through what what seems to be the remnants of. It's not quite sure, but like other humanoids, one of the one of these giant hornets, it's using its legs to like pull creatures apart and like pick out, oh, here's a bit of armor, here's part of their sword. It grabs something, and I need you to make an arcana check. All right, coming up. Grabbing. Gotta pick it out. Uh, that's gonna be pretty good. That's gonna be a 25. You've been researching plane shift, and you've had it on your mind in these last few moments. That's one of those amulets that'll let you do that. What? What have you seen? Every bone in his body. He's like, let's go get it. Let's go get it. Uh, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Yeah, let's. uh, So flame skulls don't use fire on them. They, uh, but use fire on the hornets. I guess. I don't know. 
Wait, are we in a literally surrounded by fire? Yes. Yes. Would it make sense that things that live in fire are good against fire? As long as they're good and not great at fire, Jonathan the Magimuscular has cover. Okay. I can't do fire anyway, so. I can. Uh, my, my fire is pretty good, man. Tell Shadow about the fire bear not to use fire. All right, Shadow. And Travancore walks over to Shadow and pets him a little bit. Buddy, I know what you're thinking, but it's mm. very important that you not cast fire. Mm. I know. When we get home, you can light a whole tavern on fire. A bad tavern. Let's see if we can sneak up on him and maybe get the drop on him. I'll see if I can. Jonathan the Magimuscular will see if he can uh, blast the hornets uh, as an opening. And then maybe maybe you take care of that flame skull. We really need to drop that flame skull. Would you like to proceed in a stealthy fashion or no time? Jonathan the Magimuscular agrees that that would be great. Travancore casts Pass Without Trace on himself. <laughs> so, sorry, uh, excuse me, sir. Um, before you go, I have a, a small ability, uh, a spell, if you will. I have a, a hypnotizing pattern which works super good on a whole load of creatures, and we could just cast it. They will kind of be hypnotized. We go in, we grab it, we leave, maybe avoiding any kind of battle at all. Jonathan the Magmuscular thinks that is an excellent plan A. Let's do it. I'm here for this. I don't like it, but I'll go along with it. Oh, oh well, Tra well Tra if you have a better idea, I don't mind. Travancore, you're good with this. Carlton, live with it. Yep. <laughs> All right, so the plan is is a stealthy approach. Stealthy approach. Guess what then... I'm going to ask for then? Oh, oh stealth checks. Oh, here. Plus 10, by the way, to your stealth rolls. But I, I also need it from the various animal companions. Got it. Um, does our paladin friend have disadvantage on this check? Um, He does. Oh, no. Okay, so I... So let's go along the line. Jonathan and Bucks. Jonathan the Magimuscular scores a mighty 22. Bucks, unfortunately, rolls a natural one. Oh, no! Why does he fail so miserably? So he's looking at this good berry that he's got, and he's like kind of, he's holding it in his, in his beak just in case he needs to use it. And he's like, hoot, hoot, hoot. I love, I love, I love uh, uh, good berries. And, but he, in, the actual sound he's making is hooting, and it's kind of loud. So he gets a 14. And Carlton? Uh, with the Pass Without Trace, that's a 28. And Flurry? With possible trace, that's thirty. Ooh, nice! And Travancore and Shadow. Travancore rolls a thirty, gets a thirty-six. Shadow gets a twenty, so it's a good thing I cast pass without trace. Okay, and Dennis. With disadvantage, I get a nineteen. Excellent. You head on out. Travancore basically disappears. The rest of you are doing a pretty good job of being quiet. Although you had introduced Bucks to Dennis. And so Bucks is loudly eating this good berry and hooting on his shoulder as his armor is doing a little bit of clanking. Not terribly. Shh, shh, be quiet. There's things over there. And from across the way, as you're, so you leave your little cubby, you're cresting this hill, looking down. You can just now barely see what looks like six Aarakocra who've just been torn apart. And then these two hornets in this flame skull just like rifling through stuff. And as you get closer, the flame skull, you can start to hear him, him talking. He's like babbling on at these two hornets and you hear him say, well, I know, but I guess that the, uh, I guess that the flurry got to them first. I'd, no, no, search that one over there. Maybe he's got something really nice on him. It's kind of sad. I would have loved to barter with them, but they just got pulled apart. I don't, I'd, oh my, look, we've got friends. Hello. You can't see me waving because I don't have any arms, but hello. And it's very clear that the flame skull is looking in your direction at all of you. Uh, do you think he's seen us? I think uh, Jonathan the Magic Muscular believes we've been seen. 
Do you want to carry on with this plan? Let's let's at least try. Maybe we can lull him. So, so Dennis stands up, and you notice that round his neck, which you'd not noticed before, is a glowing gem, and in it is the symbol of the god of knowledge. And Dennis stands up and goes, Behold! Cower before me, demons! And the gem glows, and this awesome light flows out over all of them. And I need them to make a DC 15 wisdom save. Oh, I also okay. think I don't think this works on undead, but I may be wrong. Okay. Well, then nothing happens. Hold on. Because it's me... an illusion magic, so it, it... Sure. Let me double check this. Disco party for the living. Disco party for the living. <laughs> okay. So the skull, which is... Hello, hey, how you doing, yo? And then the two hornets kind of look at you. They will... What was the DC? 15. Okay. One of them succeeds, the other fails. What is the failure? It's the failure, he just kind of looks stunned and he starts kind of wobbling back and forth, sort of half dazed, just not really sure what to do. A, a completely absorbed in the pattern that was is now not coming out of the gem, but it, it seems to have, yeah. He but dazed. The, the skull looks up and says, Well, that's very pretty, but highly unnecessary. Please, we're traders. We're looking for people to trade with. These are no longer people I can trade with. We can just steal from them. Maybe you have something you'd like to trade. Oh, Dave, what's happened to you? Stop that. You're flying sideways. It, if, if, the, if, if they interact with them, do any damage, then it, it ends the, the pattern. He just yells at him. You hear him <laughs> yelling at this, this giant, and you can see this hornet is the size of any of you. It is humanoid size, which is massive. It's got this big, long stinger on it. And it's just kind of listing a little sideways in the air <laughs> as it's been hypnotized by your pattern. And the other one is giving it this, this very annoyed, like, brr, brr, look. Well, that maybe wasn't as effective. So duck down, duck down. They've definitely seen us. And I, I've definitely seen you. And they can definitely hear us. I can definitely hear you, yes. <laughs> and I'm not sure if we should attack. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I mean, no, you probably shouldn't have. You're very bad at this, you know. Um, uh, I, I know some more spells. Um, hang on. And he pulls out a little notebook and starts flicking through. <laughs> well, maybe uh, Jonathan the Magimuscular believes that maybe we should actually trade for that amulet. Maybe we get out of here with true, true, no true. problems. What? What? Okay. There was okay, a time we just had to trade up. a secret and we, we almost died because I wouldn't Jonathan tell a the secret. Magimuscular very... Very clearly remembers the time we could have gotten by a horrible, hairy tentacle monster by just telling him something we maybe didn't want someone else to hear. Yep. I, I wonder what they trade. Yes. What do you Pretty in the market much for? anything. You're still like ducked over the I side have of the series. Uh, well, it depends on what you want. Uh, do we have to do this all yelling over the hill, or would you like to come on over? Come on over. All right. Uh, why did I just do that? Jonathan the Magimuscular has clearly been affected by this thing. Ah! Okay. I have a very strong personality. That's what they told me. All right, right, well, right. okay. So it's a mosey on over. We're coming out, we're like, you're very different from the other flame skulls Jonathan the Magimuscular has encountered. Well, thank you. I like to think I'm a little unique. My name is Barnabas. I'm here to uh, work with those that I find, do a little bit of trading, maybe find some valuable things. It looks like these, this flock had a few fun things on them that we've scavenged before the chickens can come. But uh, what were you interested in? Sorry. Chickens? Oh, yes, yeah. the flock of chickens. You don't want to be here when they get here. They're ravenous. One more time, because we may be talking at cross purposes. Well, I've always found chickens to be small and delicious. That has been my experience as well. It's pretty much a cross-the-board experience here. Yeah. Well, 
No, they are definitely small, and I do find them delicious, but they are also bloodthirsty, deadly, and come in large packs. Oh. oh. Different, um, different chickens than in Faerun, I think. Different. Yeah. Well, there was this one chicken that chased me up a tree when I was... Fer- I never. So uh, <laughs> anyway, we would love to bargain. Sure. What if we uh, bring you some of those dead chickens? Well, I'm sure they're going to be here any minute now. I wasn't planning on oh. being around when they came back for scraps. Can't you tell by all the bite marks? Oh. And you look down and you see these aracocra. They look like they've been just... Like piranhas have shown up and just tore them to pieces. It's... Kind of crazy. Jonathan the Magimuscular apologizes for our previous uh, assumptions. We had assumed that you were the ones who tore these these guys up, but if it was chickens, that that's terrifying. Yes, no, we don't like to kill those because, you know, you kill someone and they can't get you more stuff to trade. And you can only take someone's soul once. But, you know, if you send them out back into the world to go get stuff, you can take their stuff many, many times. Hold, well, hold please. Just, just to... Make sure that I heard you correctly. You said soul? Well, yes, you are in hell. Didn't you notice? Like the bottom of our feet? No, like your internal stuff. The fun squishy bits that make you you. The stuff that Bernie can return to your broken body. Ah. You trade in soul. I trade in souls. I trade in all sorts of stuff. I mean, souls are fun. If you happen to have any soul coins on you, I'd definitely be interested in whatever you'd like to trade in. But right now, I'm kind of looking for more of the magic item variety. I've got a, I've got a very important person who likes it when I bring her trinkets. Oh, tr- trinkets we have. Trinkets we, we, we can. Jonathan the Magic Muscular can provide. If you're talking about trade, there is an amulet that I saw on you that is very pretty. Oh, yes, that one that does the plane shifting thing. I thought that was very interesting. Why didn't they just plane shift out of here before the chickens came? I don't understand. Well, Jonathan the Magimuscular is extremely interested in that amulet before said chickens come. So Jonathan the Magimuscular uh, is going to make an offer. Well, you know, I do understand why you'd like this amulet. I get the sense that you're stuck here. Why would... Why would Jonathan the Magimuscular and his friends give you that impression? Because you're asking about an amulet that can get you out of here, and none of you are currently dead. Carlton, he's figured me out. <laughs> well, smart, we want it so that we smart, can also come back. This would smart, make a great summer vacation. I don't know. I kind of like it during the winter months when it's a little cooler. Oh. Yes, it gets now, kind of nice. you say you send these souls out to bring you stuff and come back. Well, I don't send them out. They know I trade for it. And you said you were going to give this amulet to some mistress or you well, to somebody? I was, I was thinking about it, but she doesn't know I have it yet. Well, what about a hat that can make it so that she can just go up to the surface herself and find any kinds of wondrous items that she would want without being identified as someone from the lower planes? She can blend in with the inferior mortals. Maybe, but then you'd have to trade with her, because that's not something I'm really that interested in. Right, but then you can give her that. Well, what what else would you be willing to bargain for? I mean, I see five souls in front of me, and... uh, Oh, mine's mine's already been pledged. Baron and Owl, you know, almost six, I guess. The matter of my soul is a matter of a legal dispute pending. Yeah, there's a couple of leagues against at least our three souls, so... Wait, what? Great phrase, great phrase. Yes, yes, legal dispute, yes. Barnabas takes a very long look at you and goes, Oh, that. Yeah. Pity, really. Oh, wait. You didn't even get a chance to be included, did you? A little before my time. Mm. 
Well, good luck to you for that. So four souls <laughs> and a bear and an owl. Mine's already been pledged to um, XBR and for babysitting my dog. I, I uh, pledged to scare it. The Sorry. pledges, pledges are one thing. Pledges can be broken. I, I can't do you a soul, but I do have, and with a flourish, he brings out a peanut. This is the eternal peanut. No, no, not the peanut. Dude, dude, don't, dude you shouldn't have told him about that. Really? This, Bucks looks around and starts hoot, like alar- hooting alarmingly. Like, Sorry, <laughs> I, I may have oversold this. You, you just open it, look. This is, this is, this oh! is, and, and lots of peanuts come out. It's, I, I've got so like five pounds of peanuts a day, but they're super tasty. They're salted. You can request dry roasted. And then, and I mean, I've just used it now, but you can have these and you can take the peanut and in exchange the, um, that, you know, amulet thing, which you don't want anyway, because you obviously like it here. And we would. And fun fact. True. Things are probably pretty spicy here in hell. Got a lot of hot peppers, a lot of hot foods. Peanut and peanut oils, fresh penis, will actually help neutralize a lot of that spice. Oh, so I didn't know win. that. Oh, yes, for you sure. Can, you can win, win every hot food eating contest. Also, roasted peanuts are delicious. Is really? it actually a magical item? This is actually a magic item. Um, is it really a magical item? It's genuinely a magic item from uh, <laughs> from second edition. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so you're making a persuasion check, not a disadva- not a deception check, then? Oh yeah, is, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, it's, it's it is genu- a peanut that makes more peanuts. Is it? Jonathan right. the Magic Muscular <laughs> is intrigued and a little horrified, but also like just astonished. I would love for you to make a persuasion check. I'll give you advantage because everybody else played along, even though I'm pretty sure at least several people at this table had no idea what no you were idea. talking about. No, no idea. No clue at all. Just yes hands. The hot food peanut thing was real. Okay. It wasn't a lie. No, that's too yeah. super cool. As someone from yes, Buffalo, I know how that works. I learned Peanuts. something today, and I hope all you did too. Peanuts, I also, everybody. I literally learned that on the car ride over here. So at advantage, did you say? Yeah. Advantage because everybody was right behind so you peanuts. to help. So okay, uh, a 13. 13? Okay. Oh, can I can I can I nudge over there? Can I just nudge over there and get him guidance? Um, oh no, sorry, six sixteen. Nudge on back the other way. Nudge on back the other way. <laughs> you already helped with all Dad. four of you being right behind him with Do like, I no, do? not the peanut. Um, he gives it a very long look and he says, "Well, really, what I would like if it was roasted. So, uh, why don't you take a moment and get it roasted over there? And if you can do that for me, then maybe I'll I'll accept." this offer what do you say insight yeah sure yeah <laughs> like why does he want us to go over there yeah yeah what what, what uh, is what do over there 14 okay and less than that i think uh yeah nine so you're like he wants you to go over there and roast his peanut and over there as he kind of indicates not, with not an eyebrow mm-hmm, mm-hmm. kind of down this gully that you are in where these aracocra have been slaughtered you see out of the ground just every once in a while jets of flame just and then it's nothing for a while and then it kind of repeats and so you think he just kind of wants you to go roast some peanuts you're pretty sure you're gonna get a little burned and he's gonna find it funny but you don't sense anything other than he thinks you're gonna get a little burned and he's gonna find it funny i think it's worth it it is but blue flame burns hotter than red flame why don't you just roast his peanuts Roasted peanuts? Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. I want hell roasted peanuts. Didn't you just say it's spicy down here? I want the spiciest, hottest peanuts. Right, but blue flame burns hotter. So we'll roast one and give it a taste. Yo, let's do a comparison. Yes, we'll do a taste. I, I, I think he does want peanuts. that brimstone char. That exactly. Little, that, you want the, You can only yeah. get that here that in a grilling, that, could, 
Yes, it, it just hits you ring. in the back of the throat just at the right time before it falls out of your skull. We, it's not, super we didn't nice. actually get your name. My name is Barnabas. Barnabas. Yeah. Wonderful. Barnabas, we're going to do a blind taste test. So I will take one of the little peanuts and I will walk over to the hellfire and I'll roast it there while you roast one in your hands with the blue fire. And then you will not know which one is which and you will taste them and find out which one is better. As long as I can still watch you do the roasting. I like this idea. I, I think we can we can manage that. Carlton, why don't you go roast? And, I will roast. Uh, I was about to say, I could probably burn it, but roasting's beyond me. I, you know, we, we have our food made for us at Candlekeep, and it tends to be gruel. I mean, these, this peanut... Listen, I'm I getting to regret offering the peanut, actually. Listen, I've had my eyebrows burned off more than once. I'll be okay. Hi. Hi, bud. Hi, bud. All right, so you're just cupping a peanut and... I'm going to cup a couple and I'm just going to... I'm going to be like, okay, I'm going to stand over here and uh, and do this. So And I walk uh, 30 feet away from everyone else. I'm be like, I'm just going over here. To, 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 Jonathan the Magic Muscle will be just right over here. And as I walk away with this, uh, this peanut, I'm going to hold it outside of my... I'm going to put it on a square okay. like, in front of me, like... Five feet in front of me. You're gonna find the part of Avernus that's in five foot grids. Exactly. Okay. There's, there's a nice gridded part. It's like the grid iron. It's great. We, we can't do theater of the mind for roasting peanuts. We need a grid out. Yeah, for this we need yeah, yeah. So <laughs> You have to flank the peanuts. Yeah. So <laughs> then I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, this is kind of a Sneak bad use of this, peanuts. but that's okay. And Jonathan, the magic muscular, throws down a fireball at his feet, and <laughs> it explodes in a giant blue flame. Fourth level fireball. Uh, onto this uh, bunch of peanuts <laughs> as it, the flames just roil around him in a blue, horrible light. Best use of magic. Best. Right. Best. Um, Dennis, best. I would like the peanuts to roll a dexterity saving throw. I, I, I haven't actually done a character sheet for them. If that... I, that's okay. I have the modifier in my head right now. Do you just tell me what your roll? That is a two. Okay. <laughs> uh, the peanuts fail. Would you go ahead and roll damage for the peanuts? All right. Peanuts are going to get 96 points of damage. But no, fire damage. Fire damage. Don't poison the peanuts. Okay, so uh, let's see. These, because Jonathan the Magimuscular is an elemental adept, these change to twos. Uh, so that's a lot of twos, actually. This isn't actually a lot of damage. It's well, we eight, don't want to overcook the peanuts. 14. So it's actually probably good you rolled low. 34 points of uh, fire damage. <laughs> Giant fireball. It's blue. It's pretty. Everybody goes, ooh. Even the the, the hornets, the brrrr. Is the one that's hypno hypnotized? Let they... me see. I think it's like a minute. I think it depends if I've been concentrating. I've probably been a bit distracted. So he's probably fine now. Okay. One so minute. Like, he's yeah. been sideways, and now he kind of goes sideways the other way as he's watching this blue flame. It's a Is it, you, you get the sense that if Barnabas could clap, give a little golf clap, and you peel away the, the burnt ones on the very outside, and on the inside, they're nice and toasty and warm. And it's very It's very nice. Extra brimstone seasoning. And Jonathan the Magimuscular cups cups the peanuts, brings them over, and says, Barnabas, I present these nuts. Wait, 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 wait. We got to get the other ones. It's got to be a blind taste test. Oh, right, right, right. Taste test these nuts. No, that's correct. I need to not know which are which, but I do want to watch. Yes, it is a blind taste test of these nuts. Okay, so I'm going to hand them to Carl Travancore. Why don't you turn around, and I'm going to put these in one of your hands, these nuts into one of your hands. All right. I want you to cup them. So don't put the nuts in my mouth, just in my hand. Just in your hands. Okay. And and then so 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 cup these nuts, please. I'll cup these nuts. Okay. And Jonathan the Magic Muscular delivers the nuts into a hand that only Travancore knows. Wish All you could say this is the first well, time. No, I have to I have to take my nuts over to the Hellfire and toast my nuts. Yes, that he's we are you will then deliver them to Travancore. Yes, okay. Carlton, are you the only one going over to the Jets of Flame or is anyone else helping in this endeavor? I'll go, I'll go help. Yeah, okay. Come on. come on, new friend. 
I'll, right. I'll go as well. Like I'm kind of curious on how to roast nuts. Like extra spark and extra. So, I do need an audience when I roast my nuts. So as they go over, Jonathan the Magic Muscular is going to go to Barnabas and say, "That's the thing." So fire, yeah, fire is pretty good, right? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I've got the green going on That's here. Beautiful but... too. I've got. You know, I could do like gouts you. and yeah. stuff. Yeah. It's been hard to find the correct moose for oh, it. Yeah, yeah, that's the. I killed one that was down here. It was very weird. Oh. Dang. Meanwhile, the rest of you, <laughs> anyone who's going over to the Jets of Flame, are you just gonna walk into Jets of Flame? How would you like to roast uh, well, your peanuts? Uh, let's see. In in brimstone and hellfire. In brimstone and hellfire. So let's see what I got in my equipment here. Can I can I druidcraft like a little. Coconut shell, sure. Like, so it has a little, a little roasting pan. Sure. Although you do get the sense these are giant, like eight to ten feet wide, thirty feet gouts of flame. So while the coconut, you can you can pour a whole bunch of them into the shell of the coconut. Uh, you get the sense that this is a large enough gout of flame that you might burn the whole thing. This this might be even That's more okay. intense than Jonathan's. So what'll do? Okay. Right, you got a coconut shell. I'm gonna take my jab. I'm gonna jab it into the one end. Right, so now I have like a little cup that I can then put the peanuts in, and then kind of when the fire's up, I kind of just like tease the nuts in the fire, like right on the edge, just a little bit of teasing. Teamwork, darling. Right. Teamwork. Yeah, because you don't want to over roast your nuts. You, you, you kind of like you know with marshmallows, you don't want them on fire. This is my life. You want them like you want your nuts like a nice this toasty golden brown. I actually quite like to set marshmallows on fire. I like the blackened bit at this, the crunch, just so good. Are you chaotic? No, lawful good. <laughs> then you're doing it wrong, my friend. You just try it. it. If I had a marshmallow here, I don't have an eternal marshmallow, but if I did, I'd show you. It's a, it's a paladin foodie thing. I'm sorry, marshmallows don't last very long here in Avernus. You could probably I'm understand. So sorry, I'm so sorry. We You're had out. Well, yes, but they just don't last very long. We had a giant being made out of these marshmallows. He had a little hat on. It was very jaunty. Lasted about five minutes. Yeah, so I'm gonna take the nuts <laughs> in the little coconut like uh, like pan that I made, and I'm gonna like right as it goes up to that big gout. I'm gonna stand there with like an outstretched hand and kind of like do like a little toss, like yes, Ramsey yes, toss, yes. you know? It's a wrist motion, wrist motion, yep. a wrist motion. Yes, yes. Yeah, give me, tell me what you want to roll. I'll roll it. Cook check. Roll for wrist motion. <laughs> Survival. Roll. I, I wish this was a time in where there was a cooking check. I yeah, there's need... no, there's no nut on these to the list. Here's what I need. I need a dexterity check. And add yourself a plus three for being within my aura. Oh, check. you're gonna walk on over with them? Yeah, yeah, I'm with them. Yeah, checks sure. or saves? No, nice. just say, uh, saves, uh, saves. Out of curiosity. Who is over with Carlton watching the nuts getting roasted? Stay back a few feet. I can take All right. it. Well, All close right. enough that your aura, so like. Well, his aura is for saves, not checks. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, for sure. I think I, I'm still kind of curious. Like, I, don't, I, I want to know how it's happened. So I'm kind of peeking over. Would survival be like making sure I don't burn them? No, I want a dexterity check. Ooh, wonderful. Uh, that's a great number. Uh, that great number is nine. Excellent. Nine. You do this excellent job with the coconut, and it's this great plan, and you put it out there, and the jet of flame goes. <sighs> And it is a much, it's a fire hose of flame oh. that just takes the coconut, oh my. flings it and your javelin up into the air, back out of your hand. <laughs> I need you to make a dexterity ch uh, saving throw. Whoa. There you go. Add a plus oh. three to that. Yeah, flurry. Add plus three to that. 18, 19, 20, 21. Excellent. You see this coming a mile away and just deftly step to the side as a, a, a giant javelin covered in broken and burnt pieces of peanuts goes <laughs> right next to you, almost beating you in the head. Oh. Meanwhile, the rest of you who are standing within 10 feet of these flames, so I guess just the two of you, yeah. um, you take five points of fire damage. 
Um, so aura of um, the guardian. So you don't take it, I take it instead. So that your kind of wounds appear and then just instantly disappear. And you notice that um, Dennis is looking slightly more worse for wear. As I say, I turn around and it's just like all my hair is shot upward. And then like I'm completely covered in soot. And I went, uh, yep, that, uh, we're good. We're yeah. cooked. Oh, yeah. Singed. And no eyebrows. Nope. Jennifer, you notice that Shadow kind of sees all this happen and goes, hmm. And he seems interested and curious. It's okay, buddy. It's not your fire. Hmm. We might have a winner in the taste test. We may have fixed this result. The problem is true, now that all true. the nuts have gone flying in the air, there's like pieces of nuts all scattered all over the place. It just spilled all the nuts everywhere. So unless you want to pick them out of the dirt. Way to bust a nut, guys. <laughs> this, is, this is my life. This is my life. Welcome Jonathan to Dungeon Drunks. appreciates that. Hey, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. We are not a family-friendly podcast. Thank you for joining us. What would you like to do with these nuts? Um, I, I'd like I'll, to cup them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Gently as I carry them over. Oh, yeah, I'll we have any left? Yeah, any I'll, left? I'll collect a few on the way back. Bring them over to Jonathan the Magimuscular. He can clean those nuts. I, well, first, if you're going to pick the nuts out of the dirt, I need perception checks from all three of you. Sure, give me a perception check Natural for Bucks. 20. Oh, nice! Wow. Travancore, you get none of this? 18 yeah. for my nut check. Oof. Yeah, a four. 11. Okay, and um, muttering as she's picking up nuts. Flurry, natural twenty. Oh, you got the natural twenty. Okay, Flurry sees where all of them go. You just—it's—it's it's like you have peanut radar. Nobody move. <laughs> you know where they all are. It's—it's it's like you've—you've you've dropped a contact. Exactly. Nobody move because you are able to direct everybody else thanks to your natural twenty. You're able to collect all of the nuts very quickly. Deliver them unto Jonathan, and, and you were going to. Uh, I use prestidigitation to just dust them off. Dang. Perfect. Perfect. Barnabas, we've been through it. Bit of trouble. It was very funny. Oh, hand them to yes. and then he will deliver them for the taste test. I accept delivery of the nuts, and I step aside, properly do the whole back and forth thing so that there's nuts from each in each hand of mine so that he doesn't know which one's which. Okay. Here's what I want you to do. Okay. I want you to tell me, to tell Lauren the DM which nuts you're giving me, and I'm going to uh, roll to see which Barnabas likes more, but he won't know which they are. So what are you giving him first? Wizard roasted. Nut challenge. And hell roasted. Oh, definitely the second one. The second one was just, had that cayenne flavor that you can only get in Avernus. It was so nice. But now we know. Now yeah. we know. Now we know. Roasted nuts. It could be a delicacy in Faerun. Really. It could. I mean, it would be so nice. Oh, and you can kind of get that smell, especially if you don't have any flesh on the front of your face. You can get the, oh, that's so well, nice. Well, we can open up a little, we can get you a little cart in Baldur's Gate called Barnabas's Nuts. You can sell them on the streets in, water, uh, in uh, Baldur's Gate. We here at Dungeon Drunks are huge fans of Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. It's an official free-to-play Dungeons & Dragons-based clicker game available on Steam, Xbox One, and PlayStation 4. I usually have the game running in the background while I edit audio for this podcast. It is so much fun to put together a formation that includes champions from Companions of the Hall, Dice Camera Action, C-Team, Force Grey, and even more. It's always exciting to open chests to see what new gear my champions have. And speaking of chests... Thanks to the fine folks who made Idle Champions, we're fortunate enough to be able to offer a free gold chest for the Steam version of the game to all of our listeners. 
Now this code expires on June 16th, 2019 at 8 p.m. Pacific, so you only have a week to redeem once this episode is posted. Open up the game, go to the shop, and type in this code. A-K-E-E-S-L-O-P-P-I-T-Y-R-I-L-L. So use that code, and then let us know on Twitter or Instagram what goodies you got. And now, enough of the loot drops. Back to the show. As you're talking about that, one of these giant hornets comes on over and, like, nudges the flame skull a little bit. And you hear it. And Barnabas cocks his head, which is all he has. Oh, dear. I need everybody to roll perception checks. Animals, too? If they would like. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, hey. Everybody drink, drink. water. <laughs> two, two drinks in a row. Plus one bottle of something in Infernal. I'm assuming hydration. You never know in Infernal, though. All right, so we had, so anyone who's, let me just make this easy. Anyone who's rolled over 15, you hear the distinct sound of feet. And then you hear more feet. And then you hear like a swarm of feet. And you hear Barnabas go, well, dash it all. We've spent too long and now the swarm is coming. Let's do this quick, 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 quick. Give me the no, no, give me the nuts. Give me the nuts. Give me the nuts. Give us the amulet. Give well, the no, amulet. You the amulet. So are we swapping the real one for the, sorry. The for the thing, for oh, the thing. Oh, yes, oh, we're going fine. to do this now. Don't you hear them coming? I don't no. want to one be hand, here when they one come. Hand, one hand. Sorry, hear what? I, d- I, don't, I didn't hear anything. Trust us, trust us, Dennis. So one wasp comes up to Dennis to take the nuts, ah. while another one comes up to you to hand off the amulet. Fantastic. And, and the exchange happens without a problem, and then Barnabas says, yes, well, this has been very nice and everything, but I can fly goodbye. And you watch as he and the other two hornets start to rise into the air as from the distance, all of you who got a 15 or over start to see, they're small, they look like chickens without any feathers, with these horrible giant gaping mouths on the front that open like starfish into multiple teeth. And you see them, you see one, you see one come over the ridge and go, and and this little tongue snakes out and then like curls out onto the ground and just wiggles around. And then there's a second one. And then there's five of them. And then there's 20 of them. And then there's hundreds. What do you do? Plane shift, plane shift, plane shift, plane shift, plane shift, plane shift, plane shift. Okay, okay. Amulet, amulet, amulet. Jonathan the Magimuscular is horrified. And we just fought Mind Flayers. He's fucking horrified. They start to run at you. And we will start. Okay, gather. As we run, let's gather up, and uh, I'll see if I can figure this out. No, no, everyone, stop. I have another spell. Okay. So, Do you stop as he says this? No. No, 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 come back. You have to be near me. Walk and talk, walk and talk, walk and talk. No, 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 I can't. what you have. Right, I'm going to make a magic circle. Okay. Okay. So all right, we're all swarm up. of hundreds of abyssal chickens are running towards you at top speed. Their gaping mouths open, ready to tear your flesh to pieces. They are mere, <laughs> like, 30 seconds away. What are you casting? Oh, no, we need a minute. <laughs> this is a minute casting time. We can't do it. No, everyone run. Go, 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 go. Dennis has this moment where he's like, I can do this, I can do this. That's not enough time. And you book it? All right, I need athletics or acrobatics checks from everybody. Just like when I was 10 again, I was chased by that chicken. While we're running, 
Can I do something while we're running? Give me your checks first, and then and then you can tell me. I'm gonna rage because uh, oh, thank these you, Lord. Are very uh, disturbing, uh, and I will have advantage on that athletics check. Abyssal Chickens is our bare naked ladies cover band. <laughs> <laughs> and above you, you see Barnabas and these two um, flying giant hornets, and Barnabas is like, "Goodbye, good luck. I don't want to have to deal with them. Goodbye, good goodbye." And in speech of the woods to the hornets, "Goodbye, and thanks for not eating us. <laughs> thanks." <laughs> All right, uh, so tell me if, it's, if, if you did an athletics or an acrobatics, and let's go down the line. Uh, Jonathan the Magimuscular gets a 13 acro athletics, and then Bucks, unfortunately, gets an acrobatics of six. Okay, but fortunately, he's flying, so he's got a little bit of advantage. Carlton with the rage. Athletics of 28. Okay, and um, Flurry? 13. And athletics. Athletics. Right. Either one is fine. Acrobatics is 16. Okay, yeah, you get to choose. This is basically, are you are you running with your, your strength or are you dodging and nimbly I jumping am, with I your am, athletic? I am elfily, eldrinly dodging, duck and weave, duck and weave, yeah. Okay, Shadow and Travancore? Travancore got a 22 on his acrobatics check. Shadow got a 7 on the athletics. <gasps> oh, no. Okay, and Dennis? So Dennis gets a plus 8 to athletics, and he got a 12 total. So he's running and throwing peanuts behind him, but he goes, no. <laughs> Wait a second, I thought you gave the, the peanut. I think, but there were still it's some left, just, just the ones that oh, were left you just, over. Yeah. Just what you had left over. Okay, you're throwing, you're throwing like the peanuts. What peanuts. was it that you want to do? He's raging. I want to take... Stampeding chickens behind you. <laughs> uh, I can't read that that fast. I'm going to take this figurine out of my bag, and it's a golden lion. Okay. And I'm going to throw it up in the air behind me. And that becomes two big giant lions, two huge large lions. Ba-doom, ba-doom. And what are you telling the lions to do? Shadow is super impressed. Oh wow. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just bias time. Bias time. Guard us, and they're gonna go engage the chickens. Lunch. Yeah. Okay. Engage the chickens. Excellent. Um, you're raging. Was there something you want to do? You know what? Seeing that, uh, Travancore is actually gonna cost. Uh, con Cast Conjure Animals, and he's going to send out everyone's favorite, eight fake goats. Yeah. <laughs> and they're going to run like the charge yeah. of the light brigade into the abyssal chickens. You're not going to milk them this time. No, no time. No oh, time. They're, they're going to get milked. Okay. I turn Goochie around and I salute Goochie the chicks. goats. Eight goats and two lions appear. Jonathan, what are you doing? Jonathan is going to try and uh, figure out the amulet because he's been working on plane shift, but he hasn't actually done one before so he is he is like okay do i need jonathan magimuscular does he need to just press this do, how, how close does everyone need together i guess he can make an arcana check i would love an arcana check arcana arcana all right well that's going to be a 28 excellent you think you just attune to it and then you can cast plane shift but you th you know that attuning takes an hour and that's a horde of abyssal chickens you think you can probably get it to activate but you're afraid you might break it if you don't attune to it first. Okay, uh, good news, bad news. One, I As can, you're running. Uh, I can attune to this, but I, it would take an hour, and we don't have an hour. The other option is I can try to just use it, uh, but I might break it. I need to know the lions. So they're attacking. They probably have a decent AC. They probably have a decent attack. The goats are goats. Yeah. Uh, there's a moment where it looks like one of the goats is going to survive. The goats... Basically form a line and run into this horde of oh, that's chickens. Fucking epic. <laughs> it's kind of epic, especially the ones that you summon that actually do have like ram horns. And there's a moment in where some of them plow through the chickens and you watch as chickens go. Rah, 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 
and then the swarm overwhelms them. And it's oh, like something no. out of Day of the Dead in where they all just devour on top of these poor fey goats. Oh, no. And as your fey goats momentarily distract the swarm, but end up back in the fey wild only moments after they've been summoned, what do you say to them? Best performance ever. Okay. Travancore has it in his mind that every time he summons to fey animals, that they're an acting troop of fey spirits who like are method actors who commit to the role. So he imagined in his mind, whether they actually said it or not, them saying things like, acting! <laughs> this is hurting. I need you to make a persuasion check for your peanuts. For what, sorry? Well, you threw the penis. It's a beautiful <laughs> phrase. <laughs> it's, it's that kind of gone life. down this road for an hour now. So how compelling are your peanuts? How compelling? Peanuts. I get it. Peanuts. Okay. Your delicious. How good are these nuts? Hellfire roasted peanuts. They are. They are. They are sixteen good. Excellent. The next line that get past the fey goats are momentarily distracted by your delicious smelling <laughs> legumes. <laughs> Jump on top to devour them. And some of them get like dirt and rocks in their, in their, their teeth. And, <laughs> and then the swarm overwhelms them. Tell me about your lions. They have bite claw and bash. Okay. Rush. So they are going to absolutely see these chickens, know that they're guardians of mine and just... Nice. I'm sure they'll get I expect them to get overwhelmed, but they will they will go down mightily taking chickens in their teeth and ripping them to shreds. Feathers will fly a little bit until until their last rar. They are featherless, which is part of the appeal. <laughs> they are you ever see those hairless cats? Yeah. Imagine oh, that no. except a chicken. With oh. horrible, Demonic, like alien now. Giant mod oh. sphinx chickens. Yep, no feathers. Yeah. Okay, I need you to roll. Do do the lions get multi-attack or do they just get a single attack? They get a single attack. Give me an attack well, from both. Get an attack, but give me give me two attacks from each of them. So give me four attack rolls. Uh Jonathan, because of your friends delaying 13, the chickens, 16. you are able to like jog instead of run for a second. Give me another arcana check. 16. 13, 16. Oh, sorry. Seven. So the first three, the swipe and the bite, and then the second lion goes in for another bite, and chicken is for dinner for a brief moment. That final claw comes down on nothing as the swarm overwhelms them. And you watch, even though they're able to hold the swarm back for a moment, as they get overwhelmed, there's this brief pause as they leave what are now the skeletons of these goats that have gone into another place. They overwhelm the peanuts very quickly. They swarm over the lions, and it's taking them a little longer to get to the lions, but the lions go down swinging. It's, it's kind of epic. What'd you roll on your uh, arcana? 19. 19. Yeah, you think if, you had, if you, you had six seconds and everybody within 30 feet of you, you could activate it, and, but you need somewhere to go. You have to figure out where you need to go, and you don't have the, any of the stuff that you normally need to plane shift. So you need to figure out where you need to go. Okay. So Jonathan, like, like I need to figure out where to go, like in hell to plane shift away or where we're going to. What, what, yeah. What plane you're shifting to, because usually you have an idea of where to go. So you need to pick a location. You know that it needs to be somewhere that you can get all these people to. Um, well, our pocket house is in a dimension, right? In a, kind in of, but you need to. 
you would either need to activate your pocket house or you need to activate this thing. You could use your the plane shift to do it, but you need to you need to pick me a specific location to bring everybody to. While you're thinking about that, Carlton, what are you doing? Are any is it like is it a line of chickens or is there like one chicken that's like ahead of the group that I might be able to grab? Roll a perception check. You're going for super mega chicken? Uh, so perception will be a uh, 17. There are a few that are faster than the others. There's none that are larger. I mean, they're... I, don't, I just need... I don't want to be... I want to be able to grab one that's at the head and not get overwhelmed. So I feel like that might be a possibility. That's a possibility. It's going to be rough. The ones that are at the head are only maybe about 10 feet ahead of their fellows. And if this goes wrong... Amethyst Acropolis might want these. You can it's try not to, worth it. You can try to grab it, one, it's but... It's not worth... It, it, I, Jonathan the Magimuscular agrees that they, uh, the Watchful Order would very much appreciate a live hell chicken. As you're having this discussion, but, and they're getting closer. No, no, let's, uh, it's not worth Carlton Tanks. You're way more important, so let's go. So what All else right, are you doing? Uh, I want to look for if, like, you know, when, like, if something's falling towards you, it's always really bad to run in a straight line. So I want to see, I want to kind of, like, as we're running, kind of give a perception if you're, like, somewhere we can, like, hide. If there's, like, a, like, a little pocket or something that, like, we might be able to duck into or barricade like a cave or something i love it give me a survival check Ooh, survival that's great uh so that'll be a 24 there's nowhere within sight that you can like duck into but you see the path you need to take to stay ahead of these things and so you can take the lead and lead everybody and as long as nothing goes horrible this way follow follow me right and we don't have a a tiny hut to hide into right no we do not not yet so you're leading the pack as you're like ducking and dodging between corpses and giant rock formations oh, sorry, sorry. and more of these weird uh, giant mechanical apparatus and just one guy standing on the side of, of this trench that you're running down. He's like, hey, what's going on? Ah, chickens! And he just gets overwhelmed with the chickens. Sorry, um, buddy! What What about the, the, the rest of you three? Is there any last minute things you're going to do? Yes. What? Uh, I Give would me. like to, over my shoulder, I'm going to have my... My hands are gonna are gonna sort of get a little glowy violet aura, and I'm gonna cast spike growth behind us. Excellent! Oh, it's a nice. save, right? What? It's a save to not get like uh, restrained, I believe. It is a. Oh, I don't remember. And here's here's the trick, fellow DMs. Just ask your players to tell you what you need to do, because there's too <laughs> many things to remember everything. Uh, 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 I think I I think it's just damage. So it's 20 feet of spikes. Okay. Uh, 2d4 for every 5, and they have to make a perception check to kind of avoid it. Okay, roll roll the damages. All of the chickens are going to continue to run through your spikes. It's not going to be the whole horde, but it's going to be a good chunk of them. They're going to just eat that damage. All the d4s. Every d4. It's <laughs> like a magic force. It's like a magic missile of here, spike growth got, going on here. Here's three. Here Everybody pitch uh, in. Yeah, I got two four, more. D4, I got... 5, 6, 7, 8, 12, 13, 14, 15... 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. One, another one. One more. Okay. A few dozen of these horrible creatures end up spiked on top of your plants. They grow out of the ground and yeah. they're not going to last a while. Like even as your spike growth appears, they're immediately set aflame just by being <laughs> in this horrible place. Flaming spikes is awesome. Flaming spikes is awesome. And now you have multiple abyssal grilled chickens on flaming spikes. And it does slow them down a lot as a whole chunk of this horde just comes to it. <laughs> All of a sudden, the smell of barbecue starts. Oh, that's, it smells delicious now. No, it smells horrible. Oh, no, no, no. Nothing about these abyssal chickens is good. <laughs> yeah. Brimstone barbecue. Bill, brimstone and sulfur barbecue. Even Toxic Shadow demonic. would not eat these chickens. 
Okay. And <laughs> how about the two of you? Any last moment? I'm going to cast a uh, lightning arrow as a bonus action, and I'm going to shoot an arrow into the, the, the horde of chickens. Would you please roll an attack on the horde of chickens? You got it. That is going to be a... It's 19 on the die. I shouldn't know what my thing is by now, but everything is mixed up. All That's mixed. all right. 19 definitely hits. Okay, good enough. Go ahead and roll damage. That includes lightning damage? The lightning arrow. So what happens is, since they... Well, they actually have to make a uh, dexterity saving throw, so... So your arrow is going to go through multiple chickens, but half of them kind of succeeded. Okay, so there's like half. If the half of them succeed, let's see. It's two die eight lightning damage on the attack. So, so give me the full, the full everything, and I'll split it. You oh, get okay. the sense that while these are horrible, then chickens, it's four die eight for the if it's a success. Okay, so I'll just roll four at a time then. But eight. Yeah, just go for it. Just give Hang me. Yeah, some eight side die from people's. Yeah, you get the sense. It's a collaborative sport. I love there it. There you go. Yeah. Teamwork. You get the sense after watching her spike growth that these things, while horrible are not necessarily the most hardy. It's going to be 16 damage. Your lightning arrow shoots through this horde, and multiple chickens just go... <laughs> like popcorn, nice. except Ooh, with chicken. abyssal meat. Just like sinew and talons flying everywhere. A couple of them manage to dodge most of the lightning, but are quickly... Gah! And fall on over. Abyssal meat popcorn is good. And finally... So um, Dennis reaches up to his neck and he removes the glowing crystal and holds it above his head. And although he's still technically wearing it, he seems to lose some of his vitality and he seems to look as his whole body suits his face more for a moment. And you get the impression <laughs> that the magical aura from this crystal is providing him with this godlike countenance. And he holds up and just turns around and goes, Demons, bow before the god of knowledge! And this hypnotic pattern bursts across them. <laughs> so in a 30-foot uh, cube, they all need to make a, uh, a DC 15 wisdom save. And they're hypnotized, their speed is reduced to zero, and they can't act. Okay. Chicken wisdom. Super wise chickens. You sound like you've tricked them, that you're an expert in bird law. <laughs> so most of them, not, so not the whole horde, but once again, like the immediate ones behind you that are right on your heels, as Carlton is leading you through, hopefully to safety, a bunch of them skid to a halt and go, <laughs> <laughs> and their, their large tongues lull out of their mouths onto the dirt, and you see them kind of cock their heads, and then they are quickly overwhelmed about 10 seconds later by the ones behind them that weren't in the cube that just devour them as they continue to run through. So you manage to like, to basically <laughs> distract a whole horde of them as some of them have given into your hypnotic pattern and some of them have given in to the ones who've given into your hypnotic pattern. Carlton is leading to safety. Jonathan, I would like you to roll a history check. All right. And then I would like you to roll a religion check. Natural 20. Natural 20. Natural Perfect. 20. Perfect. Drink. So that's going to be 29. Eight. All right. And then, let's see, so that was history. So this is going to be religion. Mm -hmm. Not as good, but 14. You take a moment as you're running behind Carlton with this amulet, and you've, you've figured out how to use it instantly but you need a place to go. And you're thinking about your pocket house and you're thinking about all these other places. And then something in the back of your head whispers to you and you hear Bernie's voice in your head. You hear your cleric who is not here, who got left behind. You, you have this vision of her doing something to the portal as you all got sucked through and met these new friends in Avernus. And you hear Bernie say, I'm holding the door open for you guys. And you realize 
you have a connection to her. You can use this to bring you all back to her. She's your divining rod. I got, got guys. I've got it. I've got. I mean, uh, Jonathan the Magic Muscular has this. Uh, uh, yeah, everyone, gather up, gather up. And I'm going to, with with Bernie in his mind, Jonathan the Magic Muscular is going to grasp the the amulet and bray to bay and try to tell Bernie, Bernie, we're coming back, and uh, and yeah, we're going to try and cast plane shift. Okay. So are you all going to stop and and yeah. okay? Because oh, you're yeah. pretty sure if you stop now. And this doesn't work. The chickens are coming. Step. Hero, hero. Onto the cards. Yeah, I, will, I believe this. in you. I need Jonathan to make grab hands. I'll an grab, intelligence grab check. Hand, grab an intelligence hand. check. An intelligence <laughs> check, please. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. All right. Here we go. <laughs> 18. Where are you trying to go exactly? To Bernie. Okay. You close your eyes. You grasp this amulet in your hands. And you use the might of your magic to cast plane shift. <laughs> it crumbles in your hands as all of your visions go white. And there's this quiet moment as just before the horde of chickens hits you, that you all go, and then you reappear. And it's quiet and dark. And it's kind of cold. And... Three of you and your animal companions recognize caves deep under the Moonshay Isles. And you hear a familiar voice nearby of your cleric, Bernie, going, What took you so long? We have had a day. And in your hand is the remains of this amulet as you were able to cast it the once, but now it is nothing but dust. Jonathan the Magimuscular is going to put this in one of his... Uh... He's going to find an empty uh, spell component pouch, and he's going to put it in there, and he's just going to be like, okay, remember that when you when you ac ac enter the weave to go this way and then make your mind do this flip. Okay, this is going to be really useful later, but uh, I don't I think me. I can do that again. Hmm. Meanwhile, now. the two of you, you show up, and it looks like you're just in a cave. And while there's no chickens around, it seems pretty safe. There's a gnome off on the side standing next to a giant mastiff that's almost as large as she is. She looks perturbed. So Dennis goes over and puts out his hat and goes, Hello, nice to meet you. I'm Dennis Candlelight the Keep. Hi, Bernie. Bernice Q. Burns. I am a cleric of Bay. Wow. I've always wanted to meet a cleric of Bay. I've not even really heard of you, but sure. Hello, nice to meet you. I'm, I'm chosen of God of Knowledge. I, I work in Candlekeep. I'm one of one of those. Um, used to be a librarian, and it's just so lovely to meet you. Did you go to hell and find new friends? Yeah, yeah, looks no, that way. Yeah. No, they're, no, they're not new friends. They're just they're just acquaintances. Well, Nobody can replace you, Bernie. Nobody can replace you. Listen. <laughs> They can be friends without replacing me, Carlton. That's okay. Oh, yeah, they're, yes, they're new friends. They, I was going to say, when you get to know me, I'm lovely. I, uh, listen, uh, listen, Bernie, uh, Jonathan the Magic Muscular and everyone else would not have gotten out of hell without these folks. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Yes. Uh, yeah, uh, thanks so much. Uh, uh, welcome, uh, and, and thank you, and thank you. I, I, I guess you, you were the, the ticket, ticket out as well, so thank you so much. Uh, Flurry, Tenebros, nice to meet you. Also, Cleric, but uh, uh, other... other Deities. Why do you all smell like hell? I know, it's horrible, isn't it? I'm so oh, sorry. Hell smells like ass. It's gross. Ah, oh, that's that's bad. That's bad. It also might be the peanuts. I saw Tiamat. It's a long story. And trace amounts of abyssal chicken. Oh, that was awful. Abyssal chicken popcorn. Oh, what? there's so much abyssal chicken. Yeah. What were you all doing in hell? 
we got pulled there. We uh, after after we killed the uh, the uh, Abishai, we just we saw Tiamat, we saw a portal. Well, we yeah, I remember Kube. that. I'm talking about these two new people that you know. Oh right, well, we were on a mission. The details of which you're going to have to remind me, Lauren. <laughs> the details of which you're a little uh, nervous about telling people about, but you're you're pretty happy to be back in what you can only assume is uh, Faerun, and you're pretty sure that you're probably going to have to check in with a couple of people, uh, maybe go to Baldur's Gate and check in with a few people? Of course. Um, where are we? Because as lovely as this cave is and how it's not hell, Really good. You've spot on there. It's still, I mean, it's not the greatest, is it? I mean, it's a cave and it's We're in the moonshades. The, the where, sorry? The moonshades. Oh, yeah. I have always wanted to go here. And oh, consider yourself on vacation. <laughs> well, I have a job to do. Well, we have a job to do, don't we? We have, we have a thing, a but maybe we can come back and have really a... really remember. Uh, it's, a, it's fuzzy. Um, Lots of brimstone. No, not really, I'm a bit no. dizzy. Uh, smoky. <laughs> smoky there. It, I mean, lovely to be back and all, but yeah, we and we need to move on. So, Bol... It, it, how far is it from here to Baldur's Gates? It's been a while since Across I've the seen... ocean. Across the ocean oh. and then south, south of it, right? South of it? Yep. I think so. Oh, dear. Baldur's okay. Gate, south of Waterdeep. And um, as we pull back on the scene of all of you, like, pulling out maps and <laughs> yeah, checking different and be like... Oh, right oh, over here. And, then, here like, yeah. and, you know, still, like, drenched in sweat. Coffee's and still the, covered in soot. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. In, a little bit of arcane smoke and soot. Yeah, still peanuts. little wispies coming off of you. Shadow just like trying to shake out all of the uh, infernal dust out of his out of his fur. Uh, Bucks comes over, flies over to you, lands on your shoulder, and goes, and you see a tiny little chicken bone. Bucks, where did you get that? And that's our game wow. for this D and D live. I hope you all enjoyed our little adventure. Thank you to all of our players. Thank you so much to my guests. That was amazing. Our pleasure. Uh, can Joe, why don't you uh, talk about how we roll for just a moment? And I'll talk about Dungeon Drunks. Fantastic. So um, how we roll, we are a Dungeons & Dragons and Cthul Call of Cthulhu podcast. Um, we currently have two campaigns. We have an ongoing Curse of Strahd campaign. It's been going on for about 50 episodes. And we're also playing the Pulp Cthulhu um, Two-Headed Serpent campaign with its writer, Scott Doward, as um, Keeper of Unknown Law. So amazing. Definitely check it out. Excellent. And so the rest of us are Dungeon Drunks. You can find us wherever Dungeon Drunks are sold on podcasts. We love you, Jules, and we miss you, and we wish you were here. And definitely check us out at Dungeon Drunks on Twitter. And thank you all. Thank Aww. you. Thank you so much. Oh, and, yeah. and that's our game. You escaped from hell. Yay! Yay! There was much rejoicing. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much. D&D Love. Let's go drinking. Let's go drink. Let's go drink. Let's go drink. We're in hell. We're in hell. Escape from hell. Escape from hell. Done. That's what you travel for, Junior. And we end with a song. I was not expecting. Nuts. Nut jokes the entire time. <laughs> I'm sorry. Once I heard it, I I'm had to send it down the table. Perhaps the greatest I'm enabler so of all. <laughs> Thank you. That is the most that was that was amazing. Yeah, that was most ridiculous. Thanks for listening to our adventure. 
If you've enjoyed our show, visit us at DungeonDrunks.com for links to all of our social media, pictures and bio of our cast, a full list of credits, and more. We'd appreciate it if you left us a review, and we would love it if you come support us on Patreon. Visit Patreon.com slash DungeonDrunks to sign up. Thanks again, and we'll see you next encounter. We appreciate all of our patrons, and extend a special thanks to our Artifact and Wondrous Tier patrons. Thank you Megan, Linnea Boyev, Lori, aka Calamity Jane, and Hunted Shadows, LLC.